All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Presented by Botano, it's Nick Alberga and Jay Rosso back together for a very, very special interview today. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page at the Leafs Nation 401. It's always great when we have a reunion on this podcast. And Rosie, we have that today again, my friend. Clarky MacArthur, no introduction. He gets more famous as he gets deeper in retirement somehow. I don't know how this happens, but how are you? <laughs> Thanks for having me on, boys. Good to see you again, Rosie. You too, man. What's going on lately? You got some kids. You're splitting some time between Florida and Rochester, just playing with the great one and MJ and just uh, a life of leisure, it sounds like. Yeah, it's been good. Um, obviously, the quick retirement happened for me. I wasn't really planning on that. So we we moved to moved to Florida basically just for taxes at first. You know, so I, I think I had two or three years left or whatever and ended up getting hooked up. I had a couple friends. Uh, that were at Medalist there, golf course in Hope Sound. So we kind of, that's kind of how we picked that area. And then, you know, one thing led to the next. And it's been an interesting five years for sure. Or six now? Are we on six? Might be on six. Six, yeah. Yeah. Six. How's the golf game? You keep it tight, I imagine, around that scratch level? I was pretty good for probably the first four year, four or five years. Last year, I got back working with real estate and doing like development stuff. And, so I kind of took some of my time, but I'm, I think I'm like a 1.8 or something now or good enough to go nowhere. Yeah. It goes quick when you're not practicing. Eh? Yeah, it does. <clears throat> so I got to ask okay, you, well, uh, go ahead, Rosie. Yeah, go. go for it, Nick. No, go ahead. Just remember to just go back and forth through text. Just, I know it's hard because with three of us, but I can always cut I don't have this. My phone with me. Oh, you don't just jump in. I don't know. My- okay. 
I was going to ask you about uh, Wayne Gretzky. So we had the great one on a couple of weeks ago, Clark, and he name dropped you. How do you go from hanging out with Jay Rosal to hanging out with Wayne Gretzky? That's my question. Just lucky, right? <laughs> Just, so basically, um, I was playing with Jordan for like the last four years. We've been playing, you know, four days a week. And um, so then he he started this golf course, the Grove 23. <clears throat> uh, and so obviously, we I left medalist and joined the Grove. and. I think it was the, I want to say it was the first year we were there, the second year, the second year when I came back in like September, uh, MJ told me that Wayne joined and I was like, Oh God, you know, I grew up in Lloyd, <clears throat> like got his posters off your walls, you know, him, Messier, all those guys. And, uh, I think within a couple of days, uh, Wayne texted me like this number tech, Hey, it's Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Do you want to play tomorrow? And I'm thinking this is like the, Happy Gilmore, like nine o'clock and wear something nice, you know? And I thought it was MJ. So I'm like, or one of the guys, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, okay. F you, you know, like, and, and then number calls me right away. So I'm like, okay. I answer. He's like, Hey Clark, it's, it is Wayne. Uh, I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like I, you know, I was trying, I'm like, these guys prank me all the time whatever. And so we ended up golfing the next day and that was two or three years now I've been <clears throat> with Wayne. I mean, he's, there's no better guy to hang out with. I mean, coffee every day with Gregsky and golf. And I mean, he's his whole family, everyone, they've been, they've been pretty awesome. Unbelievable. Yeah, we were talking to him. We picked his brain a little bit about getting back into the game and, and whatnot. And he said that ship has sailed, but now that you've been out for a few years doing your thing, are you pretty content or do you have any itch to get back into the game in any way, shape or form? I did like the player development with um, Chris Kelly and Donovan the one year I was, I think the second year I was out and I just, I, it wasn't that I wanted to do it that bad. Like I love Dono and Chris Kelly is one of the, I don't know if you guys know Kells that well. He, like he looks so serious. You don't really know him. Then you meet him. You're like, the guy's the funniest guy you'll ever meet. Like he's just unbelievable. So for that year, it was like fun. And um, Ottawa was great. Get letting me come back and do that. And, but I just, you know, I was playing so much golf with these guys and I don't know. I just, the way it ended, I just, I, I couldn't really, I never watched games for like the first couple of years either. You know, I was just wanted to just get away from it for a minute, but you know, now I'm back watching it a lot. I watch it with Wayne all the time. We watch games and, you know, I, you know, just kind of listen to what he says about the game. He's got so much knowledge and I wish he would go do something. If he went and did something, I'd try and follow him around, but. <clears throat> I was going to say, what's his comment? Terry, like during a game, I would just be my ears glued to him during. A game. Oh, I know. No, he just thinks of, you know, he's a good hockey player. <laughs> I wasn't. So it's, he's got a whole different element to the game that, you know, you don't really see, but he's, he knows everyone and talks with everyone all the time. Like these, these, these guys are retired. They do such a good service for the game after like, I don't know. I just, he, the way he's talks with, you know, he's with Paul coffee all the time and, Messier talking with all these guys. I think all the the old legends, you know. So it's kind of cool. How are you feeling? You just referenced it was really shit how your career ended. You had so much left to give. Like, how are you feeling these days? I feel good. I had to work on my neck a lot for about two years. <clears throat> just like I don't, I, I like I have no jelly really between like the C two and C three. So sleep wrong. You got to go get it adjusted. You know shank one in the woods i always use my neck i gotta go i can't can't finish around like you know like so it was always but it's it's getting better now and head wise i feel you know i'm all there my wife would probably say other but i believe yeah it's a funny thing man because like 
not the way we played in minor hockey in Alberta and blah, blah, blah. Like crazy, you know, it didn't finish my career or anything. And I, I wonder about how many, you know, shots I took to my head and I don't have too many oh. um, symptoms where then some guy just kind of gets something that looks minor and he's just fucked for like a long time. Like you must have a different perspective on, on these, these shots, these kids are taking these days and what those headshots are like compared to someone else. I imagine it's well, you just said it like some guys, you know, the one, some of the concussions I had, you know, my left eye was blurry. I'm like, can't play. can't tie the left shoe, you know, like, so, and then <clears throat> that went away, but with the brain, it seems like, you know, if, if, if we could play, if it was like golf, yeah, I can make a comeback right now, but you're, you're done. You're old, you're old. like, it, but it takes years. It seems like to get rid of stuff. But I, I feel bad for the guys that it really lingers. I, I feel a lot clearer now, a lot better. So, but like you said, I mean, I got hit a few times. I mean, you, you did it for a living fight, all that, like you've taken some huge and, and you're, you know, you seem like this show's going pretty good for you. <laughs> somebody's carrying somebody okay bud but uh, i apologize if this brings back some shit memories for you but i remember being heated on the radio and social media about the hit you took from patrick seeloff uh in training camp six years ago um reason i bring it up because rosie and i were debating a similar situation a few weeks ago at leafs development camp i don't know if you saw it but ronnie hervinen who's a leafs top prospect was just decked by this kid and Crazy enough, the kid got a contract. I don't know if it was because of that, but he was known for being a heavy hitter. Just curious to get your opinion on, you know, looking back at that. I mean, you, yeah. you just mentioned it took a while for you to watch hockey again, right? Yeah, so that whole situation was... The only thing I was upset about is I was already out for like a year and a half or two years. Yeah. And I put a lot of time in. Rosie, you know, if you're not in the lineup or you, you work you got to work 10 times harder. It seems like when you're not playing as much or you're not whatever. So I was disappointed, but for looking at Patrick and what he's doing, we have a new coach. He's in the minors. He's a hard nosed, good kid. Like he's trying to make the team. Like, so he comes in, it's not like he hit me dirty. It's not like, you know, and after that happened, you know, Bobby fights, fights him. He does what he had to do there. You do the fight, whatever. And then Chris Neal's on his team and he was a friend of mine. Right. And he's going after him and they're on the same team, right? So it's like they had just like they just they took him off the ice and like I came in and talked to the guys, I think the next day or something, just to like kill the, you know, because guy, you're friends with all these guys. Like that Patrick, he doesn't know that. We're, I've been playing with them for a couple of years and you got yeah. like a, you know, it just it's personal for everyone, but it was never his fault. It was it just it was just one of those things that happened. He was he was a good kid and a hard, hard-nosed player. So that's always a weird thing, don't you find, when you're, whether it's training camp or exhibition or some prospect summer thing or whatever the stuff mm-hmm. is we did coming up, like everyone's going hard because you want to make the team. And some guys, that's their identity. And it's like, can I hit this guy? And then your buddy's coming on the wall that you played with for the last two years. And it's like, what the fuck? It's always a weird, weird thing. The worst. It's the worst. Especially yeah. for a Patrick Seeloff, like he's a hard nosed player. Like if he can't go out and play pond hockey, like, I mean, he could, but like, that's not how he's going to get paid. Right. No. So it's, it, I mean, what I, it's, I, I, I always hated training camp too. I hated it. Like it was always, you know, the black and white, game, like you hit someone. Now the guy won't go to dinner with you for a week. It's like, come on, just stupid. Yeah. But. Shitty, shitty. Well, are you are you following the Leafs at all? You said you took some time away from watching. Do you do you check in on them and see what they're doing and where they're at right now? Yeah, I've, I've been watching. You know, in the last, it's disappointing a little bit for the fact that I played there and I get the pressure and the. It's it's hard to win the cup, like you know what I mean. Like it's 
the best team, like you can set it up however you want. You might not win the cup. You get injuries. You get certain things happen. I mean, look at this playoffs was the mismatches. Like crazy. Carolina is a better matchup for Vegas in the final, I think, you know, but you know, they couldn't get like Florida. Just, I mean, every game I watched every game there and it could have been four nothing Carolina that series. It could have been, you know, like that's hockey and funny. You know, Toronto's tough place to play, but it's also an unbelievable place to play too. The opportunity to play there. So yeah, I don't know, you know, I don't know what they're gonna do there. They got because the the window closes so quick every time with these contracts and the ages of players, and it's you gotta win when you can win. Yeah, it was an interesting era when you're a Leafs too, a Leaf too, right? It was in like the 2010, 2013 type era. Berkey's in the mix. We had Berkey on the show a couple months back. Absolute gem. I worked with him at Sportsnet as well. Like Fanuf was there. Kessel was there. Like what was it like to be in that era of like Ron Wilson and Randy Carlisle? It was, well, the first year I was there with Rosie, we had like seven, eight guys from the minors that like we, we had you know, you're playing the NHL and you're like, you know, you see, you know, they always put the, like the lineup up there and like some nights I'm like, Oh my God, like we, we might lose 10, nothing. And like some games it works out and you end up winning. You, I mean, I loved it there. You know, we weren't ready to win, obviously. Um, I think the second and third year it got better. And then, you know, we, we lose to Boston in that series. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, and then the good thing that we had going turns into the worst thing in the world, right? Like if you get through that series, it's like, oh, like we don't have to move. We don't have to fire sell everyone. We don't, you know, that's how it goes. Like you can't lose that game. I still think like I still, I, that Toronto, like I just every time I hear Boston, I'm just like, oh God, just you know. There's a few things in that era where it was like this inch this way or that way, things could have been different. But like day late, dollar short doesn't matter. The only thing anyone remembers is the shit. But it seems like that era. I remember when uh, when they fired Wilson. I thought they were going to hire Dallas Eakins. Reimer came in, was standing on his head. 
we went on this tear at the end of the year yep. and every other year for like, I don't know, five, six years before that. Statistically, you do that with those numbers, you're in the playoffs guaranteed. And everyone else in the division just went on fire for some fucking reason. And we missed the whole shebang and they, they, they hired Carlisle. And it was just like, you look back and you're like, what if we did this and that happened? It would just be a whole different story, but that's, that's sports, I guess. Eh? No, it's a, it's just, it's like the littlest thing can just alter the ship, you know? And we just, our ship just went like towards Niagara Falls and then like going on. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, they like didn't utilize sort of... me properly. They didn't utilize my skill set properly. And it was their, it was their so, yeah, it's, it's half of it's on them. Yeah, that was a consensus on this podcast. Why was Rosie in the bottom six? Why was he on the fourth line? He should have been on the top line. But since we're speaking about lines, like my last team memory, Clark, of you as a Leaf, it was you, Kuhleman, and Grabowski, man. You guys were outstanding. In fact, I was even Googling you yesterday just to find out more information. And there was like a Reddit thread that was started like the other day talking about the most underrated lines period in NHL history. And you guys were yeah. talked about. What was it like to play with those two? That first year was great, but it was like, you know, some years you can't miss. Like, I mean, they True. scored every goal we had chances on. We had a good chemistry and yeah, it was, I, I always say to people like, oh, the NHL must have been so fun. Like out of the 10 or 12 years, like if you're a journeyman or middle of the road guy, Rosie knows too, like it's not that fun. Like you're just, <laughs> you're grinding for your life all the time. So like when you do have a good year, God, it was fun. Like, cause I had about 10 years where you're just like up and down, like, you know, like you're at Disney world. So it's, uh, yeah, the, uh, I had a good year in Ottawa too, where things, you know, there's only a couple of years of the whole thing where you're, you know, I, I can't imagine being a top player. We just show up every year and you're just like, Oh, I'm going to have a year. No one's going to say anything to me. I'm doing what I want. Must be amazing for them. Must've been a great league. Yeah. It makes you appreciate those days where things are clicking. Like my, my, experience with that is far beyond yours even more so but i remember some time and you know whether mostly in the minors though you get on a line and like the coach is just starting every game and putting you out there and roll you out there and you just everything's going right and you're just clicking and it's fun it's like my god if i could do this for years on end like some guys oh. do how fun imagine Gretzky, imagine wayne every year i mean what a <laughs> He just can't wait to get there. Like, hey, I don't know what I'm, you know, getting 200 points. I'm going to win the cup. I'm going to, you know, like, just he told me, uh, he said, no funny... on at practice, doesn't even show up to practice, does whatever yeah. he wants. Yeah, he's just, he's just too good for the game, right? Must be nice. He told Must me, uh, his last year, his dad, he has, uh, I got a million stories. He told me a story. He goes, uh, his dad's like, play another year in New York. He, you know, he's like, He's like, I had, I had nine goals this year. I think he had like still coin a game, like whatever. But he's like, I used to have, that was a bad weekend in Edmonton, eight goals. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, I'm done. I don't want to play. You know, it's just, wow. just hilarious how guys think. I'd take so, nine. Yeah, I, I did some background digging again. One to your, one of your former teammates in Colby Armstrong for yeah. uh, <clears throat> maybe a couple of things. He, he was telling me that you puked a lot before the game. Was that just oh. Colby being Colby or like, no, it was that no. real. Yeah, I, I did a lot. I'd, I'd like get so jammed up before games. Like, I don't know. It was the weirdest thing ever. I'd just like go out for my first shift, come off and like puke. <laughs> like everyone knew when I got off that first shift, like my line is like, you can't like grow up, you pansy. You know, like, and I just, I was just like, like you can look as good as you want on the surface and smile, whatever. But I was like anxious, you know, the, the day of the games for me were hard some days, you know, like you, I just, 
after the morning skate, like start getting, you know, tightening up. I'm just like, God, just, I just want to relax. And I, you just can't, you know, are you, are you ever preaching to the choir, man? From the second, my alarm went off after pregame nap, putting my suit on drive into the rink. I remember like I put a, I put a heart rate monitor on one time when we were just kicking the ball around doing soccer. And I, uh, I went to Belza, our trainer, and I was like, my heart rate's like 135 right now. Just, just wired. Just hanging out. Oh, fuck. And like the, my, yeah. my pregame nap would, or pregame meal would just sit in my throat. Oh. My legs would squeeze. And I'm like, God. And then the, and then as soon as the puck dropped, it was fine. And then after the game, I'm like, oh my God, what do you get so tight for? That was easy. Everything went great. We got a game tomorrow. Let's do it. Wake up in the morning. Burr. Exact same, same shit. Oh, it, it's, it's, it can be, you know, we're, complain about really good things in life but it's it's a it's a thing though like in every sport you see i see guys all the time like these great athletes and you're like oh what's going on you know something's going on upstairs like in their own life like they're mentally they're stressed they're this that i mean look at if you're not mentally strong now like at least back in the day I'm saying back in the day, like I'm 65 years old. Like when you, you know, the social media now, like you can't get away from it now. Like you, you're going to get, I mean, it's just, it's just everywhere. And that's, that's why everyone makes way more money. It's everyone's wants to be a part of it. Right. And that's a great thing, but you better be ready to handle, like, you know, you go to work, you go to a regular job. Um, uh, you have a bad day there, so be it, right? You have a bad day at ours. Like you open the paper, have your coffee, and you get your kids there. And like, oh, Clark stinks, and this, you know, it's like it can be hard to handle. You know? Well, that's the thing about Toronto too, right? We talk, you know, I don't know if you've seen, but Ryan O'Reilly's taking a lot of heat by some people because he didn't like the spotlight in Toronto. He chose to go to Nashville, more of a chiller market, if you will, and he's taking some heat for that. But you're both guys who lived it. You were Toronto Maple Leafs. Clark, can you speak to that, just being a Leaf and just the everyday pressure of being a Maple Leaf? Yeah, it's tough because they, the organization, the city, the fan, like it's so fun there and it's so like everyone wants to – you know, get them through the goal line. And then it's like, you know, what, when was the last time they won the sixth, like late sixties, right? It was, uh, yeah. yeah. Like they're to have the money they have and the opportunities and the luxury of, I mean, anything you want there, like Rose, you know, you get anything you want there, you know, and it's why haven't they won? It's, I mean, they, they, they're feeling the pressure. They're this, that it's hard. I don't know what it is, you know, and they, and they could win next year and win four in a row. And then everyone, you know what I mean? So, you, I mean, who knows? I don't know. What do I know? It's a yeah. beast all itself. I don't know. I, I don't have a ton of experience with other organizations, but I was in a few of them and it's just a different beast, man. It's like the greatest, you know, franchise in the world for some reason. And on, on the other hand, sometimes it's like a nightmare for something like it's just, uh, it's, yeah. It's, coin and it's just because it's so big and there's so much passion behind it and i think it just uh it gets very difficult to get the fucking job done obviously yeah and it's i feel bad for anyone who doesn't get to go there it's like you're you're a yankee you're new york yankee of yeah national hockey league kind of like i'm so glad that i got to do the three years just to see that show because you go organize i was in buffalo before that it was like Galsano and it was like, he's a business guy. And it was, it's just a different thing. Like Toronto, like, what do you want? Whatever, whatever, you, whatever we'll get this done tonight, get us a win. We'll get you. And I'm like, whatever they, the, the sticks, the skates, we just still couldn't, you know, we tried, tried. <laughs> How much do you miss the media? <laughs> and I depends if I had two goals the night before I miss them. Yeah. You know, like I was uh, thinking yesterday, cause Phil Kessel did his cup party, um, 
in Toronto. He's Thanks done two here. To listen to this too. Sick yeah. Buddy. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, all I could think about was Simmons and the hot dogs, right? It's like, you know, I'm a media member and I've been a media member for 12 years, but I understand it from the player's perspective, being friends with a lot of players. Like the, it's a humanizing uh, the situation is so important for me, even as somebody is a media member. And sometimes like, especially in that era, man, like there were some stories I got out there. Oh, for sure. And I, throughout the years, like I liked 90% of the media, like you, I have good relationships with guys in Ottawa, Toronto, you know, like there's, there's a bunch of good guys and they're around the game and you, you, you feed that you can give them more because you respect them and you want them to get the story out, whatever. But, you know, there's always, everyone can't do the good story. Right. So then you got the guys in the room and you know who they are. And you're like, it is his job to find the other side. Like, you can't just hear how great everyone is every day. Like we want, like they, people want, and who wants to hear that? They, people love the dirt. They love to see guys' lives get shattered. Like they do. Like who does it? Like, there's like, you, you're having a bad day. You see that you're like, yes, yes. There's someone else. There's someone else getting it too. You know, and that's just the way it goes. Human nature. Well, Clarky, we know you got a tea time to get to. We appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming to visit. Hopefully we do it again sometime, but uh, good to catch up with you, man. It's good to hear you're doing so good, man. It's a uh, good chat. Thanks boys. Thanks for having me. Rosie, miss you, brother. Miss, miss throwing the pads on together. <laughs> yeah, buddy. If, uh, if I'm ever down in Florida, I'll, uh, I'll just Look walk me on up. the Grove. Obviously. Yeah, you get open invites, boys. Come over to the Grove and the Slaughterhouse 23, and that's what they call it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just set up for MJ, hey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, thanks again, man. Good catching up with you. Okay, boys. Take care. Buddy. Thank you. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.